When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Just a disclaimer to let you know that the following episode was recorded before this weekend's announcement of the tier four lockdown in some parts of the country. While a lot of our plans have been forced to change because of this announcement, we felt that this episode had a lot of good advice in it and still applicable despite the new lockdown. If you want to hear our thoughts on Christmas in Tier 4 and a more updated take on surviving this period, be sure to listen to our epilogue show going out on Christmas Day. And finally, we hope that you and your families are staying well and safe. And if you're spending this time alone, our thoughts go out to you. Wherever you are, we hope you're well and a Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. I really want to sing, but I'm not going to. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Or is it? Christmas is sold to us as a time to kick back, relax, eat, drink and be merry. But in reality, for most women, it also has a gorgeous side helping of pressure, expectation and multitasking. So here at Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested, we talked at length about how we can support you, our listeners, through what is deemed to be a very strange Christmas. We both agreed that our normal show format, where we try one practice a week and live it to the letter and report back, wasn't going to offer the support that we all need at this very hectic time. And rather than assume what it was that women are challenged with, we did our most extensive research to date. We did. So there's no science this week. None. No studies. None. No trawling through the internet for hours. None. This week we spoke to you, our peers, family members, clients and listeners to help guide Nicole and myself into what causes the most stress at this time. We took everything you kindly shared with us and have broken it down to the six most common themes that cropped up again and again as the things that women find the most challenging this Christmas. They are overindulging, overspending, dealing with difficult relatives, the mental load, my personal favourite, mine too, expectations and missing loved ones. So with all this research in mind, we have mixed up the show this week, as Lauren said. So rather than focus on one self-care practice, we are focusing on them all. We took all these issues to therapist Kate Medlin and have been working with her and using her advice to be able to bring to you the bespoke self-care club festive season survival toolkit. 
Kate Medlin is a psychodynamic therapist and supervisor who runs a thriving private practice in North London. She also works for the Counselling and Mental Health Service at Middlesex University and is the agony aunt for Bella magazine. She is passionate about her work and feels privileged to be invited into the most confidential aspects of her clients' lives. So we had a chat with her yeah. about all of these different things and we've sort of put together what we feel are the problems and perhaps, hopefully, some of the solutions. Yes. So yes. let's start with overindulging. <sighs> we all know that part of the fun of Christmas is eating, drinking, being much more relaxed in this whole area than we would normally. But that fun can turn unnecessary very quickly when we completely lose sense of what's going on in our bodies. It causes us to feel sluggish, hungover and guilty. So what really matters here is how it's going to affect the way you feel about yourself. If you are someone who's going to beat yourself up emotionally for months after the tinsel (laughs) has been put away, if you've put on a few extra pounds, then letting go of any rules over Christmas will only mean you'll be paying for it later down the line in self-flagellation. Indulge all you want for as many days as you like. Relax. Enjoy Christmas. But to avoid turning it from a lovely feast of food to an unconscious binge... We are going to suggest that you make a plan. Yeah. So think about the January that you want to feel. How is your January you? Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. A lot of the time I think we eat because it's time to eat because it's lunchtime. So we must eat lunch or we eat when we're bored or we eat because we're drunk. Yes. Or we eat because it's the ritual of eating. So maybe write yourself a little private deal about what you're okay with, what you're not and when it's fun to indulge around food and drink and when it's not. I really like that. What? Think about how the January you wants to feel. Yeah, I think that's bloody brilliant. Yes. Because I think we could all sort of put our hands up and say, well, I want to feel vibrant and bouncy and healthy and clear headed. And it's obvious, isn't it? That's how we all want to feel. But no one ever feels like that in January. So that to me is quite powerful. I think it is. Yeah. Um, also alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. So turning to it to numb the pain of difficult family moments will relieve you in the moment, but the aftermath is going to make your mood sink even lower. So I I like to say, it's one of my favourite things, your feelings are not in the fridge. Okay? I don't don't love that saying. I do because... I I know you do. I do because... (laughs) I I think it's... Well, you know why? It's self-explanatory. Your feelings are not in the fridge. They're not. But it's very brash. Is it? it? Yes, it is. It is because I don't go to the fridge thinking, oh, this is going to help me feel better. Are you an emotional eater? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. But I do have a certain complex relationship with food at certain times. Yeah. Holidays and Christmas and, yeah. you know, places where we can all indulge. It comes to the surface a bit more. Mm. But I don't think women, and I'm being very general, yeah. go to the fridge thinking, I'm going to pick up a piece of chocolate because I feel like shit and that's going to make me feel... It's not conscious. That's not a conscious thing. I think it's semi-conscious. It's not. It's, it, I don't, that's not been my experience with it or when I coach people on this kind of thing. I, I just think it's, it's brash. It's harsh. <laughs> You're like, suck it up, I'm sister. Like I'm a mean <laughs> bitch. So, Alex... What was that? I'm a mean bitch. I'm a mean But the thing is, is that you can be, like I said before, you can be a bit more straight shooting about this because you you don't have a complex relationship with it. So I I kind of like it that you that you give a very 
uh, simple approach. Your feelings aren't in the fridge, shut the door, walk away, forget about it. But I just think there's so much more that comes into play around it. Well, Alex said, I don't know what it is about Christmas, but all my self-discipline seems to go straight out the window at the first sight of a <laughs> mince pie. It's as if food eaten over Christmas has no calories. Yeah, we all feel you, Alex. We feel you, we Alex. Do. We, we do. We do feel you, Alex. Yeah. So maybe I think a few of those suggestions in there are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Think about how the January you wants to feel. Write a list. Think about the things that you're good with and what you're not, what your boundaries are basically mm. around it. You want to pig out at Christmas and eat whatever you want, that's fine. But then maybe rein it in a bit on Boxing Day or just have a dessert on Boxing Day or, you know, mm. I like it. Overspending, getting into debt, like with food, be aware of what you can spend and what you cannot. What you want to spend and what you don't. No one who loves you would want you to put this stress on yourself. If it's too hard to be as generous as you like, have an honest conversation about what is realistic for you. And as for the children, what they actually want for Christmas is your time. They want you to interact with them, to be interested in what they are interested in, to sit and watch a Christmas movie together or go for a Christmas walk. My kids definitely don't want to go for a Christmas walk. Well, now they've yeah. got Miley. Well, she can't. She's not allowed to walk yet oh, over see, Christmas. See. People rarely remember what gifts they got. Remember, it's about the traditions. So doing things the same way every year, dressing the tree together or hanging up the stockings. I mean, you've got a lovely example of that, haven't you, with how gorgeous that was. They love the specialness of everyone downing tools and coming together. And if they get enough love all year round, they will not care if the tree has been the same for the last five years or the latest game consoles isn't wrapped up under the tree. We mistake stuff, in inverted commas, for love sometimes. Mm. They would rather you were present, stress-free and happy than broken down, gotten yourself into debt and carried that stress all of the way into the new year. Definitely. Jen says... I'm recently divorced and financially things are a lot tighter this year. I do not want the kids to feel like anything is different, but I feel because of what they have been through, they deserve to be spoiled. But the pressure of having to find the money to fund everything is giving me anxiety. Well, she's probably not alone, is she? I'm sure she's not alone. So it's been a really tough year financially for so many people. And I think the tougher it is, the more your instinct is, well, it's Christmas, fuck it, let's everyone enjoy yeah. ourselves. And then, of course, you find yourself again in a worse situation in January than you are in December. I think you could apply that January you to, to, to this as well, as couldn't well. you? Yeah. Think about how the January you wants yeah. to feel yeah. around your finances, yeah. actually. I mean, at this year, because my oldest is nearly 17, I, I do three stockings for the kids and they have to have the exact same number of items Obvs. Obvs in the stockings. What happens if they don't? Well, this is what I'm about to tell you is that my oldest is nearly 17 because he does not need the same sort of, I'm going to use the word, schmeidry. Google it if you don't know what I mean. <laughs> Yiddish. He doesn't need the same amount of schmeidry as the seven-year-old. He AKA has shit. <laughs> plastic tat. He has less and I... I've, I, I am still, if I'm honest, feeling quite uncomfortable about that. And my husband was like, he's 17. Like, it's, it's okay. He won't want the waste and it's all right. So I, I am, I'm still struggling 10 days before Christmas without just going onto Amazon and just wasting yeah. money yeah. on crap I know he doesn't really need or want just to make it an even number. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be curious to know if this was one of your areas that you concentrated I'll on this week. I'll tell you at the end. Yeah. Next on the list, dealing with difficult relatives. We often get stuck in unhelpful patterns with our relatives and we can dread times when we all come together. 
try to remember you can't change anybody else. Even if it makes you want to scream that your mother-in-law doesn't lift a finger, she sits in an armchair waiting to be served and then she criticises every morsel that passes her lips. The only thing we can change is how we respond. Yep, yep. People sometimes behave badly just in order to provoke a response, whether they're aware of that or not. So, for example, your mother-in-law may behave this way just in order to wind you up so that you then explode and then, oh, look, Nicole, she's always been the unreasonable one. (laughs) The only thing you can control is to change your responses. So do not give them what they want or they expect kill them with kindness if you can or change it up in some other way. Don't try to fix the difficult person. Just accept them exactly as they are. And here are Kate's five top tips for how to actually do that, because that's not an easy thing to do. Be present and direct. Avoid trigger topics. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I think that's a good one in any relationships avoid trigger topics know which topics are absolutely off limits and create difficulty try and remember it is usually not about you it's their stuff let it remain their stuff I've got this uh, analogy that I use with my clients can I use it now please so it's like if you're dealing with a difficult person and they're holding a ball yeah. and what they, that ball represents all of their emotional well-being mm-hmm. or how they feel emotionally and mentally towards you or towards the world mm-hmm. in general. And what they do is filled and it's heavy. Mm. So what they do is they then chuck the ball at you mm. and then you catch the ball and you're holding all of their emotions, mm. all of their mental well-being on what they're dealing with. Mm. And then you carry the bloody ball. Mm-hmm. Just either... When they chuck the ball at you, move to the side, do not catch that ball. And if you do have to catch that ball occasionally, because sometimes you are caught out by surprise, don't carry it around because it's heavy and it actually doesn't belong to you. Love it. There you go. Fifth tip, your own well-being comes first. Walk away if you feel irritated. Take five deep breaths and don't return until you're calmer. (laughs) So Hannah said... I love my parents, but my dad really takes over everything and just doesn't listen. It's a monologue, not a conversation. Mm. And I find his views and outlook very negative. Yeah, well, then these would be very, very helpful. Yeah. Be present and direct, avoid trigger topics, know which topics are off limits. And remember, it's not about you. And I think people are also having an extra difficult time this year because there may be guilt wrapped in with that, as in I haven't seen this difficult relative for four months and now I'm going to see them on Christmas Day. So I really should be more tolerant because maybe they've been lonely. You know, I think there's a there's a lot of emotion wrapped up with all of this. And also some people are feeling guilty because they can't see that difficult well, relative and they might feel relief and the relief is making them feel guilty. I can't see my, I'm not seeing my in-laws. Um, I'm not seeing anyone. So I am seeing my parents. I'm not seeing my in-laws. So I'm reading this thinking, Actually, I just want everyone to be together. Yeah. It's such a different Christmas, isn't it? That it's just making me sad that I won't get to see them and I won't get to see all of Adam's side of the family. Yeah. The next one is both of our favourites. Yeah. I think most women's favourites. Yeah. The mental load. Oh, the mental load. How I know thee and love thee well. (laughs) We need a song for the mental. Is there a song for the mental load? There's a cartoon. I'm sure we could write the song. 
Remember last year and every other year when it all got done and it all turned out okay? Just draw on that evidence. What tends to happen is our inner critic tells us that we aren't capable and we won't get done all the things that we need to get done and we are then going to somehow fail. Remember, it is a fairly stressful time, Christmas. So allow yourself to feel appropriately stressed. Don't deny yourself that feeling. Give yourself the permission to feel it. And also to help alleviate the mental load is to, and here's the big one, ask for help. Communicate clearly how others can assist or support you. Accept offers to help shop, wrap or cook. People are not psychic. They won't just know what it is that you need to help, but most will be happy to as long as they understand clearly what it is you are asking for. Please do not fall into martyr mode. Express what you need honestly and directly. So Catherine says, it's more the run up that gets me. Catherine, I hear you. Present shopping, all the school stuff, planning Christmas activities. There is so much pressure to make it magical. I also feel the need to shop ethically and give more to charity a pressure. Gosh, once you think about it, it's all so self-imposed and that doesn't make it any less real. Oh my, I mean... She's got such a good point about the charity thing. Yeah. Because a lot of incredible charities come out of the woodwork asking, obviously, for donations. Yeah. And I've really noticed that this week. And obviously, they're all amazing and you want to give to everybody. Yeah. But you can't. You have to be as charitable as you possibly can be within your means. And then you're feeling like a shitty person because you've just bought a load of crap on Amazon yes, when actually yes. no one really needs that and you could have just spent that money Given on a charity. Homeless, yeah. Which charity? And yeah. So I I get that. So that is part of it, which I actually hadn't thought about. So I'm pleased she's brought that to the surface. The mental load is just fucking massive. I mean, we could do a whole show on the mental load. I think we probably will at some point, actually, (laughs) to be honest. And and it's definitely in my wrap up at the end as well. So I'd like to go more into it. Mine too. Then, okay. Mine too. What's next? Shall we talk about expectations? Yes. That is your own expectations and others' expectations. Most of what you think matters actually does not. Mm. Nobody is going to notice if your roast potatoes do not look exactly like they do in Jamie Delia Nigella cookbook. (laughs) We spend hours and hours and days and days shopping, picking, agonising, choosing, wrapping, peeling, basting, tasting, seasoning, cooking. Then they sit down and then it's all over. In a matter of bloody minutes. 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 What the fuck do we do this for? I mean, I know we just want to make it nice and everything, but I don't mean that. Expectations, Nicole. We drive ourselves mental. Because we're expected to. (laughs) Or we think we're expected to. My mother, who's coming over for Christmas Day, would not want me to stress myself out and drive myself crazy uh, over the potatoes. Of course she wouldn't, but you will, because that's what's expected on Christmas Day. More about that in a minute. I've also got more about that. So this is this is Kate's advice. She says, share the responsibilities out. Don't take it all on as yours. Just because you're hosting, it doesn't mean you can't ask everyone else to contribute. This this the two are merging, aren't they? The mental load and the expectation. Yes. Because this is again ask for help. Yes. Which women are notoriously horrific. Horrendous. At. If there are three families coming together, each of you can be responsible for one course. Get the kids involved. You can build traditions around this. Yes, trimming the sprouts is a time-consuming bore, but why don't you let them do it whilst watching Love Actually for the (laughs) 80,000 millionth time? The only person who is applying the most pressure on you is 
you. Can you repeat that? I'm going to repeat it. The only person who is applying the most pressure on you is you. Mm. Let yourself off the fucking hook. And share the load. Share the load. So Joe said, personally, it's the pressure to make everything perfect, which is totally self-imposed. I also feel in the absence of family that I have to fulfill multiple roles and all that pressure is on me. I think women kill themselves trying to get everything organised and it's hard to enjoy the day because you're so tired. And in the end, it's just a day. Julie said, Suddenly you find yourself looking at which potato is for mashing and which is for roasting when the rest of the year it's Aunt Bessie and you don't give a fuck. (laughs) I like Julie. Julie's my friend. And Nish (laughs) said, for me, it's the pressure of having to make Christmas perfect whilst also trying to run my business. I'm the one who buys all the presents, writes all the cards, plans all the menus and meals with the expectation that everyone will get the Christmas traditions that they love. We are tasked with making Christmas magical for everyone else. A few years ago, we did a massive Christmas at my house. Yeah. It was our first year in the house, yeah. so we wanted to do it. And I think we must have had, I don't know, 18, 20 people over for dinner. It was, it was now thinking back to it, it was so special and so lovely. I was at the kitchen sink mm. from six o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. Wow. And I got, I mean, obviously Did you not, enjoy it? I got all? into bed that night and yeah. I said to Adam, I haven't even seen the kids. All I've done is wash up today. Now I felt really, really upset. How was everyone else's Christmas? I think it, I don't know, because I barely spoke to anybody. I was so busy downing wine, doing the washing up. Didn't I even notice. Didn't even notice. But now, what with everything we've learned in 2020, just to have people in my home, I just wouldn't do that again. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't spend it at the sink. I would let the house be a mess. And then when everyone's gone, bloody well clear it up or clear it up the next, doesn't matter. Well, you know what we do when we have family Christmas at my sister-in-law's is between courses, actually... We just naturally all take it in turns to clear up. Nice. So I normally help serve and then someone else washes up the first course. And it's done in such a lovely kind of easy in manner yeah. that no one feels, you know, stressed or overburdened. And to be honest, I can't imagine that year that my mother-in-law didn't help and my mum and my sister. There were enough people that yeah. would have helped. Yeah. They absolutely did. Yeah. I'm just saying from my perspective, I just felt like I was at the sink the whole time. But I, I completely put that upon myself yeah the expectation that the house has to look perfect all the time yeah what is that shit what is that shit it's just what happens when you are born with a vagina (laughs) (laughs) excellent but not but not again i'm not doing it again good well i learned the lesson i don't have the luxury of having 20 people around my christmas table so let's talk about uh missing loved ones christmas is such a marker of time passing and therefore it's often a time when we think about years gone by it may well feel extra strange this year because we're probably not able to spend Christmas with the ones that we wish we were and there may be an empty place at the table that was once full if you are having a moment when you are feeling sad just be sad we don't have to be full of the Christmas spirit all day long we recover from negative feelings better and quicker if we acknowledge them in the first place also, have a think about your traditions if you that you had with the missing loved one. Perhaps this is the year to change it all up or you might want to honour them and keep the traditions that they loved solidly in place. Whatever gives you comfort, invest your time and energy there. Emma says, I struggle badly with the fact that I lost my mum eight years ago and we did all the Christmas preparations together. I miss them and her so much. Little things really upset me and I cry every Christmas in private. These things don't bother me any other time of the year. Yeah. 
Christmas brings up a lot of emotional yeah. stuff, even if it's not related necessarily to Christmas. I think because of this sense of forced jollity, if you're not feeling that because of something very sad that has happened to you or you really are missing someone who used to sit at that table, it makes it more acute, Yes, I think. And I think it's imperative advice to just allow yourself to feel what you feel. Yeah. We had one Christmas like that, which was uh, the year after my stepfather died and he made an incredible Christmas. I mean, he fucking loved Christmas. He was spent like three weeks. <laughs> he father Christmas. He, lived, he was not father Christmas, but he wasn't far off it. He would spend weeks and weeks like planning the menu, going to the butcher and every day was planned like this is what I'm having on Christmas Eve. This is Christmas Day and this is Boxing Day. He just threw himself yeah. into yeah. it and it was the having people in the entertaining of it. And we would go and stay with him and my mum obviously for, for like the best part of a week. And and the the first Christmas without him was a shock, yeah. you know, a shock. And I hosted it and it was the first Christmas I'd ever hosted as an adult just at home with my mum. And there were definitely parts of the day where all of us had a moment of like, fuck, this is sad. This is different. This is hard. But we, um, we accepted it. That was the thing is we didn't deny it. We didn't just go, nope, nope. It, it, oh, it's Christmas. Don't cry. You know, yeah. and even my husband had a moment where he was like, got really visibly yeah. upset. And actually, I think in a way it, it, it was better for my mum because we weren't pretending yeah. that everything was fine. It's fine. It's Christmas. It's fine. Let's all be happy. We were like, do you know what? I feel sad. Yeah. This right now. Let, let me feel let, sad. Yeah. The power of realism yeah. and yeah. honesty and truth. And it was better. Yeah. That way. Well, you get to the feel glossing it. Glossing over. You get to feel it. Yeah. You get to process it and then you get to move on. Yeah. It, it's it doesn't mean not not then feel sad, but just the emotion changes and evolves all the time. Yeah. So I like that advice. If you feel sad. Be sad. Be sad. You're you're human. You're allowed. So look, we've just given a lot of information. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there's a lot there. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, you're listening at home and you'll have bits and pieces of that that you'll take on and bits and pieces that don't apply to you. So Lauren and I have now broken it down into a few bullet points in how to manage this festive season. So Lauren, do you want to give us the bullet points? Number one, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Don't forget to do <laughs> don't, that. Don't forget yeah. to breathe. Yeah. It helps. It does. I know it's so like trite, but just take three deep breaths. Yep. yep. You won't feel worse. No, it will always, it, what it does is it calms down your nervous system. So physically, actually, your brain starts to relax a bit more. Take a walk. Yep. You've got time. Even if it's 10 minutes around the block, take a walk, get some fresher. Yeah. We know the all walking did everyone good. Yeah, it does. It does. That's our most listened to show to date. Don't say yes to everything. Please, women, women, hear me now. Don't say yes to everything. And then to put that into more context on this show, say no. Use your no. Oh, yeah. Use your no. Use your no. Manage expectations. Yeah, with so, yourself. Yeah. So if you need to, write a list of what you can do rather than what you expect yourself or everyone else to do. That also goes hand in hand with the key one. Ask for help. I feel like this one needs to be bold and underlined in a different font and everything. Dash, don't be a martyr. Yeah. Nobody loves a martyr. Don't be a martyr. Because then you just get frustrated and fucked off with everybody. I do. When I'm in martyr mode, 
that's exactly what I do. And now my husband, when he throws, you're being a martyr at me. I just want to sob. <laughs> do you know what my husband does? It's hard to tell this on a podcast, but he does this. He he gets a tiny, tiny violin and plays it for me. <laughs> it's like this. Everybody get your little violin out for mummy. Oh, poor, poor mummy. Like this. He plays the miniature violin. That's what he does. <laughs> Pace yourself with food and alcohol. Look after yourself. Eat well when you can. Drink water when you can. And then when you just want to enjoy it and relax, enjoy. Eat. I like that. Pace it. Pace it. Manage your spending. Yep. You know what you earn. You know what you're spending. Try and be a little bit. Try. Be a little bit sensible. Think about how you want to feel in January about your finances. And always keep in mind that you want to feel good. And be aware of when you don't feel good. And when you don't feel good... That is the time when you need to invest in yourself. So whether it is changing your thinking or sitting down for five minutes or asking for some help if you're feeling overwhelmed. Beautiful. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed in it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 Days of WrestleMe, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. 
That's why also America is like leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have to dismantle. <laughs> <laughs> to dismember, dismantle, dismember, to stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I get blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Sakarnov. So, Nicole, let's get down to explaining how we went about our own individual practices. So we put all this research together. We saw what all the main difficulties were. And then we pinpointed the ones that we find challenging ourselves. And we have found some ways to try and deal with them this Christmas for us personally. Right. Would you like to go first? Yes. So I have picked the expectations and the mental load. Okay. Obvs. Yep. What woman hasn't? Yep. Um, and the overindulging. I really okay. like the advice in the overindulging. Yeah. Even though I wrote some of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed my, oh, my own wise words. I'm one of the three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> Do you bring the gold, the frankincense, or the myrrh? Which I bring the frankincense. I am officially one of the three wise men. I fucking love that. You know, we found the chief three wise men officer. <laughs> we found my title. Do you know, genuinely, I carry frankincense in my birth bag. When you're yeah, going, to when birth, going to a birth. Because? I use it in my oil burner because it is very uplifting. Is it? Yeah. It like supports you if you're having a, one of those difficult moments in labour and you need a bit of uplifting and support, emotional support. I can't believe you. that hasn't come up before. Well, there you go. I carry frankincense. So I'm... So you gold or mer? You're definitely gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely gold. Yeah. Definitely gold. My husband would say something else. He can be mer. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the three wise men. No. I just think as I was writing it, yeah. along with my words and Kate's words, yeah. it it reminded me. Yeah. And it it reminded me of what I want to how I want to approach Christmas. Okay. Look, Christmas hasn't been yet, so yeah. I haven't I haven't done it yet. Yes. Yes. But it's definitely in the forefront of my mind. I refuse to go into January feeling like a big fat fucking lump of lard who's got no energy because I've eaten so much sugar and I've got my migraines, but I'm not doing it to myself. Then it's not don't. worth it. I'm not going to. Okay. So there was the expectations and the mental load. Yeah. That's what I've mainly focused okay. on this week. What about you? Um, I have focused, yeah, overeating. Actually, I've pretty much focused on all of them. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. You rock. I know. Shall I tell you? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised. I thought you were going to say, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Nothing's thought, a problem. I thought I was good. I'm not. I thought I was. I thought I was all like sorted, but turns out I'm not perfect. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is a very weird Christmas for me. Apart from only now. you. Well, just it's me. only weird just for Lauren. My house. Everyone else in the UK is having a normal. Yeah. No one else is struggling. Yeah. Um, we're having it at home, just the five of us. Mm. And normally we're at my brother and sister in law, and there's 21 of us and 11 kids. And my Christmas day is doing Christmas stuff in the morning with my kids, then getting dollied up, taking the dessert that I've made to my sister in law's, and then completely relaxing until like 11 30 midnight. Do you get shit faced? No, I don't. Do you drink? I drink. Yeah, I'll definitely have a. We have. It's a- hard to get 
really drunk during the day when you're eating loads of food. Because we have a quiz and I have have a quiz. Yes. It's full on. It's a full, like, catered for entertainment wise and food wise Christmas day. And I completely relax. And this year, obviously, I cannot because I am hosting. So. When you say hosting, it's just the five of you. I'm just cooking. So I'll tell you about the overeating. Go on. You oh, did, you did mention. Oh the my palatone. god, you did mention it. Well, I mentioned it because it's <laughs> because it's a year later, and you still right. mention it. I am not a binge eater or an emotional eater, but I can very happily fall into that trap at Christmas of um, not knowing what day it is, and then eating my body weight in cheese. That's quite normal for me. Oh, you've mentioned that. Too. Yes, and because there's no like set meals, you know what I mean. You're like grazing, yeah, just grazing. And I do have an issue with panettone and stollen. I don't know what stollen is and what's the issue. It's just stodge. Um, the issue is I eat it a lot. Right. Um, and last Christmas. And you've got a weakness for it. I do. Okay. It's like stodgy cake. And like last year, I will confess this in public, I ate three family size panettone to myself. All oh, by myself. Three. three, Nicole. Over the period. Yeah. I sat on the sofa every night watching telly eating handfuls of panettone. And do you know what happened? Sounds amazing. Do you know what happened when January came? My belly looked like a panettone. <laughs> and I had to start the couch to 5K. Did you do the 5K? I got to like week seven and then I really hurt my neck. And then the osteopath was like, what are you doing new? And I said, I'm running. And she went, yes, yeah, stop that. And I was like, yes, thank God. Also, when you stop eating panettone every night, it does come off on its own. How far did you get with the 5K? Uh, to week seven. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's like you're running for like 20 minutes. I used to cry. Run and cry. I hate running. Yeah, fucking hate it. We should do that. No. We should do couch no. to 5K. Well, I, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. Not buying Panettone or Stollen this year. That's how Is that your boundary? This. Yes. Also, so, so you're all right. If you, if you just take away the food that you, that you really, really want to binge on, just don't buy it. That's going to be your practice, if I mean, you know what I mean. Isn't that quite simple? Don't have it in the house. And then how are you going to be eating it? Of course it's Restaurants simple. are shut. I'm not going to drive to Waitrose to buy a panettone, although I say that now, but I mean... It's How so do you know I haven't bought you one for your Christmas? You better not. I haven't. <laughs> I swear I haven't. And I'm returning it. And also, <laughs> we used we always have a huge party on Christmas Eve, like a big, big party. Obviously, we're not having one. Um, and because of that party, there is a whole shitload of leftover cheese, which there now won't be You have a party year. every Christmas yeah, Eve? Yeah, big party. Anyway, not this year. So, so that's that. So that's that. What about overspending? Tell me about the overspending. Is that on your list? It's not on my list. Okay. Is it on yours? A little bit on mine shortly, just because it's also my husband's birthday the week before Christmas. So there's a big financial outlay. So this year, because I've obviously been working less, um, the first thing that's happened is in the family, my side and my husband's side, there has been a moratorium on adult gifts. So that has... A what? We are not buying adult gifts. <laughs> what does moratorium mean? It means not just an agreement. I, I do love your vocabulary. It, it means an agreement. We're not buying adult gifts for each other. So that has A, relieved things financially. B, a lot of mental loads shifted there. Yes. Just fine for kids. And also we've agreed between us that we're Is just, he going to stick to it? Because Adam and I, my yeah, sister and I have done this before and will. then my sister's turned up with a bloody gift mm-hmm. and I said to her, 
What are you doing? Because then I feel awful because I haven't bought her something. So we ha- I, we did have the discussion this yeah. year. We have both agreed not to. And yeah. I said to her, you need to swear on your life yeah. like a child yeah. still. Swear, swear, swear. Yeah. Pinky swear. Swear on your life that you are not going to turn up to my house with a gift. Yeah. And then I've then got nothing for you. She's yeah. absolutely sworn okay, blind. Okay, well, she that's won't. great. We've made an arrangement, no main present stocking fillers. So okay. every year we make the same agreement and we do the same for each other. So you can have like one main present and five stocking fillers or whatever it is. So this year we're doing 10 stocking fillers each. 10? I know, it's a bit of a That's hard. a lot. Yeah, but one of those things can be like chocolate coins. Can you? Right, I do not know what to buy my husband, but okay. that is part of my mental load. And this is what happened with my present. I saw something on Instagram. It was this amazing silk eye mask um, and it covers your eyes and it's complete blackout and it covers your ears which is great for a brand new puppy <laughs> so you. it's so me I'm so excited because he watches the TV in bed yeah. so yeah it's perfect um, so I literally sent him the link yeah. I said I want it in the rose gold please mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on Black Friday mm-hmm. I sent him the link again mm-hmm. and said by the way, this is 15% mm. off, buy it today. Yes. And then it turned up to my house a few days later yeah. and it's been sat in my hallway ever since. So now you've seen your own present. Well, I knew what my own present was, oh. but he isn't that forthcoming about what I should buy for him. No, they never are. You've been married a long time. Figure it out. Well, I'm, I'm trying, but it's, it just annoys me. It's like, what? Well, hello, I've done all the work for my own gift. Can't you do the same? Can't you return the favour? It, it, uh, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Can we talk about the mental load? Do you just want to lie down on the floor now? Well, I've, I've talked I about... I do a bit. <laughs> I do a bit. Go on. There is just normally... Are we doing this together? Yeah. We're we doing this together. Yeah. Okay. There's just so much to remember this time of year. I mean, this year there is less, okay? But it's the school stuff, right? So it's always some bullshit. Christmas fucking jumper day. Bring in new toys for Christmas jumper day. day. Can we discuss Christmas jumper oh, day? Do we have to? Yes. Right. Because it fucks me off. Right. My seven-year-old, since he started nursery, has refused to engage with book day, Christmas jumper day. He just point blank refused at two. And because he was the third child, I was like, you go, boy. Yeah. Good for you. And this year was no different. It's Christmas jumper day. I don't own a Christmas jumper, mum, and I won't wear one. Okay, what are you going to do? So we went to Tiger. What's it called now? Flying Tiger. And I bought him a headband you know, antler headband for two quid and he wore that. Happy as Larry. So my daughter, yeah. my little one, had yeah. Christmas jumper. They do it yeah. every year. Yeah. It's very sweet. They love it. She's yeah. like, I don't have a Christmas jumper. I said, I know. So we go through all her jumpers and mm. I pick out all the ones with sequins on it. They weren't any good. So I said, right, you can wear this and forget about it. I'm not getting you one. Then I had an attack of the guilt, obviously. Run to Primark. All the Christmas jumpers weren't brilliant. And I thought, I'm not spending £14 on a jumper that she's never, ever going to wear again. Obviously. That goes into my overspending. Yes. It's a waste of money. Yes. So obviously, what did I do? What did you do? I bought her a Christmas jumper. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> because what's she going to go in? But that's what it annoys me that these schools do it because you're costing us extra money and nobody's got a Christmas jumper lying around at the beginning of December. Then we had a particularly annoying thing where we had a WhatsApp on the on this class group saying the headmaster decided that um, it's not appropriate this year to do a collection. But if you want to buy a gift, you can, but it has to be small. So off I trot, go and buy a gift. Three days later, actually, the headmaster's decided that it's more work for parents to buy gifts, so you can contribute. I was like, I've already bought the 
present now. And then obviously with the new parents, you don't want to seem like a bit of an arsehole because you're not giving money. And then so then you've given it double. It's and it's and just it's also a ball ache. Yeah, this is all a double money and it's double mental load. Right. I, I don't even know where to begin with the mental load. I'm also I'm very, very, very busy in the run up to Christmas. Work Mega busy. Yes. Beyond. Yes. Beyond. So there's all of that to contend with. And then do you know what my husband did? Nothing will surprise me when it comes to husbands. I think it will. Come on. I think it will. What? He said to me, because he could see how stressed I was yeah. about Christmas jumpers and work yeah. and whatever, collections and all of the shit that's going on and the new puppet you hadn't arrived yet. And he said, I'm going to do Christmas Day. And I said, what do you mean you're going to do Christmas Day? He said, just leave the whole thing to me. And you know what I did? What? I said, okay. I mean, I am. Are you surprised? Speechless. I, well, that I said okay, or that he's offered both, right? And I tell you something, I haven't yeah. gotten involved. Has he shopped? Once. Shopped for it? Food shop. So, well, <laughs> my sister was over for dinner the I'm other scared. night. I feel a bit scared because she's in our bubble. Yeah. She, I haven't asked one question because wow. now just let it go. I've I've let it go because once we wrote this show yeah. and it was the whole ask for help and yeah. let people help yeah. and don't be a martyr. Yeah. And he's offered. So the way I see it is he wants to do this. I'm not going to then rob him of the joy of trying to make Christmas nice for everybody. And you haven't micromanaged him through this. I've really stood down and I've really chatted with myself consistently when I have panicked about, is it going to be enough food? And is he going to do this? And what is it? And what if the And all that noise, I've like, you know what? He's a grown man. He knows how to cook and he wants to do it. And it's his pleasure. And who am I to say that he isn't doing it right. I mean, I'm so A, impressed, B, jealous, C, <laughs> proud of you that you're able to just l- let him get on with it. I've let it, but my sister came over for dinner yeah. the other night and she started questioning him. And I swear to God, I did not prompt her, but I was so delighted <laughs> to hear his responses because yes. I didn't want to yeah, probe. But you kind of do want to know. But I do want to know. And yeah. he was like, at the end of the day, mm. it's a turkey, it's parsnips, it's potatoes, it's done. And I'm like, yeah, he's absolutely right. It's one meal. Like, let's all just... He said, how hard is it? It's not. But this is this is kind of the beauty of men, is that yes. rather than get wrapped up in the, oh, but have I got the Maris Pipers or have I got the red ones? They're just like, it's a potato. Chop it up, put it in an oven. Yeah. They don't do that to themselves. They it's don't only us. do that to it's themselves. It's only us. So it's... It, it's been remarkable. So maybe they to should watch. all do Christmas Day. Maybe all the men should do everything relating to Christmas. You know, like how you say to men, "Oh, what are you getting your What are you getting your mum or your wife for Christmas?" And they'll be like, "I don't know. I'm just going Christmas Eve." Like it doesn't stress. There's no stress. No. There's no panic. No. It's not sitting in their head. They just go. No. I've still got a whole day. I'll just go on the twenty fourth. I mean, I would be hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> You already are hysterical and it's weeks before, like like every other woman. Right. Right. Let me just tell you what else is on my mental load. Let me just get it off my chest. Okay. Are we supposed to be giving solutions? I'm going to give you my solutions. Okay. Christmas plays, Christmas fates, secret Santa, getting the children to write a Christmas list, distributing the list to grandparents, buying the tree, dressing the tree, decorating the house, choosing the gifts, buying them, wrapping them. Yes, I wrap every single stocking filler. That's my own fault. Okay. But but with all that's been said, yeah. how do you feel about perhaps taking that away from yourself and not doing well, that? I haven't. But what I have done is I've taken Kate's advice. I have the mental load, although there is less going on. 
There's no Christmas fates and all this. I have decided to remember I am an extraordinarily organised and capable person. Yes. Everything is always done on time. Yes. Every year. Yes. And it's done well. And this year will also be totally fine. Yes. And I will also try to simply express any overwhelm I feel to my husband rather than expect him to psychically guess what it is I might need. He has already discussed, ordered and dealt with the goose. We're having goose. He has dealt with that. I had nothing to do with it. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. So what we're both uncovering is we're stepping outside of our normal behaviour and we're allowing our husbands to help us. Yes. Because in the past, I haven't allowed him to. Asking for it rather than just going... The one one thing I'm worried about, which I think we could give a a small nod to... Is on the day itself, yes. which is imminent now. Yes. He is a very, 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 very messy cook. Yes. That will stress me out. It I don't mustn't. want it mustn't. I don't want to be stressed out. Yeah. So I now acknowledge, right, I don't want to feel stressed. The kitchen's going to be in complete and utter disarray. Yeah. And so when my parents come, the house will not be perfect. What do I do? Shall I just start swigging on the gin? early doors yes have a little nip before lunch that would be my top tip like and sedate myself remember the day when the 20 people were over and all you did was wash up let yes. it go let it go yes. like frozen that i've never seen let it go yes okay and enjoy the day okay i'm going to report back on how i get okay. on with that i mean how how would you be with that you like everything in its place too terrible terrible you have to enjoy the day. Otherwise, it's not worth it. No, it's not. Right, let's talk about expectations. You're going to be a bit shocked here, okay? You know I I like perfection. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like to delegate. I, I also don't like to ask for help. So it's like a pretty much perfect shitstorm <laughs> how, to, how to be stressed. So when I was talking to Kate, the therapist, she was like, dude, you, you host a self-care podcast. Physician, heal thyself. Those were her words. <laughs> so my plan this Christmas day is so outlandish. It is so unlike me. It is so rebellious that I have shocked even myself. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Am I? What are you going to do? I've outsourced the cooking. To where? Marks and Spencers. You know how much I love cooking and I cook for joy. Yeah. For pleasure. Yeah. I thought, right. Do I want to spend Christmas morning in a house full of men peeling, chopping, slicing, putting things in olive oil, using all my baking trays. And then by the time we get to lunch, feeling so fucked off, resentful and exhausted mm, that I mm. don't even enjoy it. Because let's be honest, it's just a fucking roast it's one dinner meal. It's, it's, that's for exactly my what, three children, yes, who by yes. the way, think Domino's is haute cuisine. <laughs> I have bought the goose, the beautiful goose, and I will cook that. Everything else is being dealt with by Marks and Spencers. Pre-prepared. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. <laughs> now, so we're both right. do, we're both realizing the things that we struggle with, and we are putting, we are implementing practices in place to help us enjoy the day. I am so proud of both of us right Me now. Too. I did get a little defensive. I thought, shall I just like gloss over this, not tell, not say anything about it? Or should I just, I thought, I can't lie. It's just not in my nature. So I confessed to my husband. I, I said, I'm telling you now, I got a little bit defensive. 
everything is coming. I don't want to feel resentful or tired. <laughs> and he went, he was like, I, he said, I'm a little surprised, but I really don't care. No, he doesn't care. No one cares. Ta-da! I mean, it's astounding how no one cares. No, no one cares. I have got a voice note. Come on. That I would like to it. play. Yeah. So I think the one word that sums up the entire week is overwhelm. And I think that overwhelm is, is a symptom of the issues that we've mentioned in the intro. It's definitely a symptom of the mental load and it's definitely a symptom of expectation. Um, well, it's definitely one of my symptoms anyway. And so this week has really been about managing that overwhelm day in, day out. So the, it's been interesting to do the research to figure out where it's coming from um, and what the, the, the struggle and the issue is. But underlying all of that is actually me having to get past the overwhelm in some way. And it's just managing. It's managing how it manifests in you, yeah. isn't it? It is. So things like the taking a breath, the going for the walk, obviously me exercising as much as I can. All these things are imperative to my self-care. I think we've both done quite a good job. I'm feeling quite proud of both of us. So today. am I. We've really st- I've really stepped outside of my comfort God, zone here. me too. Yeah. And also... M&S and Adam cooking. I mean, who'd have thought? Who'd have ever thought? Mm. But one last thing that we haven't covered, that Kate didn't cover, but I really think should be said. Okay. This year, I think this Christmas, everyone should look at it as actually an opportunity, Mm. an opportunity to create your own traditions and have the Christmas that you want. Yeah. Because you're not catering for everyone else. You're also not in someone else's house where they have their traditions and the way they run Christmas Day. So if you want this Christmas Day to be about staying in your pyjamas, having turkey and then watching films for the whole afternoon and evening, you can do that. Yeah, beautiful. Make it lovely for yourself to please yourself and I think actually that's that that is a thing that I am really looking forward to I I really I really agree with that and I hadn't seen it that way but I think that's very beautiful um I saw something on Instagram last night which I really wanted to share with you it's from the author Matt Haig do you know Matt Haig yes so he has written, I think, six books and he talks a lot about, he's a massive mental health advocate. Yeah. He's he's brilliant. He's a brilliant voice for mental health. And he posted last night, things it's really okay not to do at Christmas if you don't fancy it. Drink, eat meat, spend too much, take COVID risks, see people who harm your mental health, break your routine or anything at all that makes your health worse. Compulsory fun is not always fun. And I think that goes beautifully in line with what you've just said. And the one thing we haven't really mentioned is the the COVID risks and working out what you are willing to do and what you are not. Not everybody abides by the rules and you might feel a bit of peer pressure to go over to people that you don't feel comfortable to. But it's okay, again, to say no to the things that you don't want and say yes to the things that you do. And you can also use it as a wonderful excuse if you don't want to see those people. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that plays a big part in this in this Christmas this year. It does. You have to do what, you know, what I would say, follow the law, yeah. follow the rules. Of, of course, of course we're saying that, but I think there's always going to be some people that might push you sure. outside of that. 
And as you said, it's a beautiful opportunity to live Christmas this year the way you really yeah. want to. Yeah, and yeah. enjoy it. Lovely. So, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Have a great day. Do not stress yourself out. And I say sedate yourself with vodka. And don't eat too much panettone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do here and want to be a part of the club, please follow us on our social channels at Self Care Club Pod. Leave us a review on Apple because it really makes the most enormous difference for us. And if you end up trying any of the practices on the show or you've got something you'd like to say, just send us an email at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Motherkind. Kind.